Welcome back to Unfiltered with me, Matt Farnsworth. I'm going to touch base today on how to find the perfect woman. Unfiltered with Matt Farnsworth. How do you find the perfect woman for you? And is there such a thing as a perfect woman? Or is it you that changes? Is it you that makes the difference? I have a young man that follows me. He's been working for me and he asked me, hey, Matt, would you do a show, an episode on, and I'm going to go back to the message that he sent me, how to find a good girl for marriage, how to find a good girl for marriage. I like the way he phrased that. You see, I'm not into the feminist movement. I don't believe in it. I think it's destroyed the family nucleus. I think it's a mess. I think it's a bunch of woke garbage. And I know it is because when you have a situation, and I won't go too deep into this, where the woman starts to wear the pants in the family and the dynamic flips, she no longer respects that man. It happens all the time. So how do you become the man, and this is for you, you have to become the man that can take care of that perfect woman. That's where we need to go with this discussion. So how do you become that person? Well, I can tell you there's a lot of things you can do. The job of a masculine man in the world is to fight evil and produce good, produce good. When you begin to do that, you work against evil in the world. That means the pornography, the lusting after other women. When you start to care, genuinely care about people outside of them being just an object, then you start to make headway. I remember when I was trying to you know, find a way in my life. I had gotten out of recovery and I had a rough time and I'd been with women who were crazy. And this is going to be an interesting story. So here's, here's the story part of this. Here's what happens when you're with the wrong woman. I was dating a girl and she was big trouble, big trouble. I knew this to begin with, but see, there was still that thing inside of me after I got sober that told me this is fun. Continue to have an issue, continue to have a problem. So I was seeking out this woman that I knew had issues. I knew she was a bit off. I knew she still drank. I knew she still had problems. But there was a part of me that wanted to live vicariously through that and see those problems and still attach myself to that world, to that life, to those issues. And one night after I'd broken up with her, I was done. I like did not want to deal with this craziness anymore. She was, she was literally driving me crazy. At one point, she came to my house and demanded that I marry her or the relationship was over. And I said, that's it. I'm just done. Like, There's no reason why I should marry you. I've known you for like four months. Uh, I don't feel that way. This is over. So she left. And about a week later, I was laying in bed. It was two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I got to go to the bathroom. My bathroom was broken and I had an apartment that I was living in and the bathroom right next to my apartment, not right next to my bedroom was broken. I couldn't use it. So I had to walk down this really long hall and in, into the back bedroom where my kids stayed and they weren't there that night. And I used the restroom there. And while I was in the restroom, I heard this loud crash. It, I mean, it was crazy loud. And so I called the cops. I had my phone in my hand because I had to see the way there because I, I used it as a flashlight just to get down the hallway. And... It was Seal Beach, and so Seal Beach PD responds in seconds. They were there in like two minutes. And I start to come out of the bathroom because I can hear the door opening and stuff. And I, I sleep, and I've got like nothing on. It was really hot, and I didn't have air conditioning in my place. So 
I was naked and I only had a, a, a blanket. So as I'm walking out, I'm holding my phone in the blanket. And as I round the corner, there's a cop and he, he, he almost shoots me. And he says, oh my God, he goes, put your, put, drop the blanket. So I have to drop this blanket because he wants to see what, you know, my hands are, are free of any kind of weapon. And he's like, all right, all right, pick it back up. I'm like, dude, I have nothing. What are you doing in my house? And he says, well, there's a woman outside that said that there's nobody in the apartment. There's nobody here. And I said, who is this woman? And he said, come out, come out and look. And I, I looked out the window and it was her. It was this woman. She had broken the window in my bedroom at the moment I went to the bathroom. Okay. And almost got me killed. Almost got me killed. The cop said, you are so lucky that I'm experienced. If I was a rookie, I probably would have shot you. So the moral of that story is this. You end up with the wrong woman. You keep pushing it. You look for trouble. You look for issues. And by the way, I found this by swiping. Okay. I found this one by swiping on apps. Okay. Finding a woman on an app. So I decided at that point, I'm swearing off women. I'm done with women. I'm finished. I'm no longer going to deal with this. I'm just going to focus on my work, focus on myself, make sure that I've got my house in order. I've got my life in order. Okay. And when I started to get my life in order and I started to work on myself and bettering myself, no more porn, no more uh, late nights, work out hard, do my business, work on my business hard not think about women, not go on social media apps and look at women, not lust after women, not look at, um, you know, uh, dating apps, just get off of it and live my life. Just live my life for a while. And as I'm doing this, I start to train. I was doing personal training at the time. I was teaching people to lift weights and, and be in shape. And this is about a month and a half, two months later, maybe a little longer. I get a message about training two women and so I, I decide I'll, I'll do this job. I'm going to train these two ladies. And one of these ladies ended up becoming my now wife. Now, when we met and I was training her, there was absolutely, there was like no interest between us. I had sworn off women. I wasn't going to date women. My now wife had sworn off men. She was done with men. And we both had this vibe that was just like, we're not interested. And I don't even think she found me attractive to begin with. I had a big beard and a man bun and, you know, I was just not looking for it. So here's the, here's the, here's the point of that, that story. It comes along when you least expect it. So when you are focused on it, when you are worried about it, you're trying to make it in your time, in your time, right? You have to keep in mind that God has a plan for you and he controls every molecule in our universe. When you try to control it, when you try to control that, it will not work. It's like trying to shove a circle into a square or a square into a circle. It doesn't work. When you step back and you work on you, who you are, define who you are, become the man that you need to become, start to fight evil in the world, start to produce good, work on yourself, keep yourself physically fit and in shape. Make money, okay? Make money. This way you can become the kind of man that can provide for that woman that you want. The fact is this, women like successful men. Women like successful men. It takes time to become successful. It takes time. 
I'm not saying you have to be super successful and show a woman that you have a lot of money for her to be interested in you. That is not what I'm saying. There will be a time in your life. And in my life, when I met my wife, I did not have a lot of money. She was very well aware of that. But when we met, and I'll go back to that story because I'm sure you want to hear the end of how that worked. I was training her. I said, I'm swearing this off. I'm not going to date her. I'm not going to ask her out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother her. Um, her friend was interested in me in dating me and I didn't want to date her friend. And that's why they originally hooked up to train with me was her friend liked me and my now wife decided it would be a good opportunity for her to get in shape and share the cost of a trainer. So about the third or fourth workout, we were just talking over, uh, text and about food, eating, eating well. And I was lonely. I, I was not, I, I had been like I said, in solitude, not, not no women around me, not communicating online with anyone. And I started to talk to her and I felt this genuine conversation. I had met her. Yes, through work. And no, I'm not supposed to date someone that I'm, I'm training. I knew that was unethical, but I really didn't think of it like that. I didn't think I was going to be trained that I was going to be dating this woman. So I thought it was more of like a friendship type of situation. And so we were talking and about how much I love steak and I love to eat. And it was just innocent conversation. And we ended up going and eating. So we ended up, I said, I'll drive over to Santa Ana. Let's grab a bite to eat. And so we sat down, we talked, and I told her my story. Now, here's an interesting thing about how I said God controls every molecule in the universe. I had a big problem nine years ago, okay, where I had an accident. I had to go to recovery, rehab. It was a mess. When I went to go meet this woman, we met across the street from the rehab center that got me sober, okay? And we met on the anniversary of me entering that facility. So before I went to go meet with her, I stopped out front and I just stared at this long walkway of this recovery center that I walked in, you know, every day for six months. So I walked in there 300 times, right? Twice a day, 400 times. And I just thought, wow, this is incredible where I'm at now. I'm so grateful. And I became grateful that I had this life, that I was sober and that I was well and that I was working on myself and that I was no longer uh, burdened by the dating applications and the social media and the lusting after women and the staring at images and the liking images and the looking at pornography. I had pulled away from all of that. And I was so grateful. So I went to go eat with her and I told her my testimony. I said, I just left the recovery center that I was in. I spent six months living there. I'm sober, just so you know. This scared her a little bit because she wasn't sober at the time. And she was like, oh boy, you know, that could be boring. But at the same time, her ex-husband, he was offered to go to the same facility that I was in. And he said, no, it wasn't nice enough for him. And it wasn't a nice recovery center. I'm not going to tell you that it was a nice recovery center. It was not. But did it work? Yes. Didn't matter whether or not it was foofy and luxurious. It worked. And that's the point of recovery. Now, this interested her greatly because her ex had denied this opportunity. Meanwhile, I took it and I was now flourishing. So I think this excited her. My testimony excited her. We left the meal cordial, not even a hug nothing. I paid for the meal. We didn't consider it a date. So I go home and I get this message from her and she's 
you know, being a little bit more flirtatious. And I thought, wow, um, I'll bite. So we started flirting a bit and it was just so much more organic to go on that first date and not call it a date. We didn't even know it was. The next day she came over to my house. We hung out and we have not left each other's side for five and a half years. And I'll tell you what happens when you meet the right person. We really didn't know exactly what had happened to us. I think both of us were a little bit, we were resistant. I was resistant to accept that I was going to get back into something else after having been divorced, after having almost been shot by a police officer because of a woman. I was resistant to get back into another relationship. I just said, I'll give this a little bit of a shot. I'm interested in her. I really like her. I think she's really a nice person and, and I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying the conversation. She's smart. She's witty. She's fun. She's beautiful. And I didn't even realize she was my type. But here's how strange this is. This is the way God works. Prior to me meeting with her, when I first started training with her, I must have gone on her Instagram and snapshot a picture of her, which is a little weird for me. I never would do that. I think maybe I thought, well, this is who I'm training. I want to remember who it is. But it was bigger than that. This was destiny. This was meant to be a part of my life. We have been together, like I said, for five and a half years. Now, what happened to me during that time? I thought I was going a bit mad because I was trying to stay away from women. And here I was very comfortable with this woman. We had no issues. We had no big problem with each other. There was no fighting. There was no desire for other women. Everything just sort of left in terms of my desire for other women. I didn't desire other women anymore. I didn't, I didn't, didn't look around and I wasn't searching anymore. It just sort of all stopped. And about two or three weeks in, she said, you know, I really, I'm really liking you. And I, if you were seeing other women or you were on apps or you were doing things, I just don't know if I could handle that. So I think we should stop this now if you're not, you know, serious about moving forward. And I remember laughing. I remember laughing at her and saying, no, there's, there's nobody like there's, I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything. You, you're with me all the time. You see it. She was pretty surprised. She felt the same way. Everything that she was doing, you know, prior to meeting me had ceased. If there wasn't anyone that was still messaging her or she was on apps or social media and stuff, she just stopped it. And so had I. So when, when it happens, it just happens organically, like you naturally fall into God's order, into what rela a relationship, a healthy relationship should look like when you respect that person. And sparks just flew. I, I cannot tell you how amazing it was. It wasn't a feeling of nervousness or trepidation. It was more like learning to accept quickly that this was going to be a long-term thing. And I had tried to fight it, right? I was fighting women. I was fighting. I was trying to stay away from women. That was part of my goal was just to stay away from them. I didn't want them around me. And here I am now in this relationship. And it took a long time for either one of us to say, I'm in love with you. I feel, you know, tremendous amount of love for you. It was Neither one of us really wanted to say it. Neither one of us really wanted to go there. So when you find that person, it's not necessarily going to be an instant infatuation. It's not going to be an instant, I love you. I love you so much. You're my everything. There's not going to be a lot of love bombing. That's not how it works. 
when you've worked on yourself long enough and you're positive about you, you're, you're successful as a man, you have got your stuff together, you're making money, you have a career, your body's in shape, you're taking care of you, you are being a man who is working and fighting for good, right? You are fighting evil and you are producing good. When you become that man, this is what walks into your life. This gift walks into your life. Because God rewards those people. You are rewarded for your good deeds in that way. If you can be a good person, if you can turn away from sin in that way, you will be rewarded. I wasn't necessarily a man of God at the time, but what I was doing was unintentionally following that thought process. I'm very fortunate that it did. Today, I couldn't be happier with my life, my choices with my wife, my family, everything has fallen into place for me. Everything, everything. So what are the takeaways from this? What did you get from this video? What, what do you understand about what I said? What do you think you need to do to make the changes, to find the woman that you are looking for, to find that woman of your dreams? Is it you need to be out there seeking and searching for her? Or do you need to be going inside and saying, what can I do? to become the man to deserve that woman. That's what this is really about. Becoming the man to deserve that woman will bring that woman to you, my friend. That is how this works. That is what we are doing. We are becoming the men we need to become. And it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take fortitude. It's going to take discipline. It's not going to happen overnight. Lower your expectations. Do not have expectations for this to happen immediately just because you did one thing good. No, this is an extended period of time. It took me two and a half years outside of recovery and 13 years of messing up my life just to get to the point of meeting the woman of my dreams. So this is a journey, my friends. This is not a sprint. This is a long marathon. So put your running shoes on, put your long distance running shoes on and get ready and fight evil, produce good. That is how you win. That is how you meet the woman of your dreams. And when you do meet the woman of your dreams, you take care of her. You are the protector. You are that man that is there to lead your family spiritually, to provide for your family financially, to protect them when they need to be protected. Then you're ready to be that man. Then you can keep what you have. You can fight for what you have. You know how. Prior to that, you don't. Prior to that, you don't. So those are all the things you need to do. I hope this episode helped. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe. I would love to have your subscription. And have a wonderful day. Stay tuned for the next episode coming up very, very soon.